0: Good morning, Tricia. This is the Lisa Turkhurst uh, Seeing Beautiful Again um, devotional. It is uh, April 21st. It is Thursday. Here we go. It starts off with a letter from Lisa. Dear friend, you're beautiful. I know you doubt it and deny it and feel quite the opposite some days. Even so, it's true. Because God's fingerprints dance all inside of you. Don't cheapen this reality by only looking for it skin deep. Beauty emerges from one's soul. It's a choice made within that gets more apparent and appealing with age. Leave traces of beauty wherever you go. Remember, it's yours to give away through your words, your smile, your creativity, and your generous spirit. Lisa. 32. When unchangeable feels unforgivable. Romans twelve twenty one says, Overcome evil with good. When you think better days are ahead, you say things like, I dream of one day being a wife and mom, or an actress, or a chef, or a scientist, or I dream of one day opening my own coffee shop, or writing a book. But when you are grieving over something or someone that was taken away, you wish you could go back in time. You dream backward. Grieving is dreaming in reverse. Instead of hoping for what will one day be, you long for a more innocent time when you lived more unaware of tragedy. So healing feels impossible because circumstances feel unchangeable. See if you resonate with any of these unchangeable situations. When someone takes something, I will never get back. When I have to face not just the end of a relationship, but the end of all the dreams and future plans that were attached to this person. When the pain seems never-ending. When the outcome seems so final, I'm not sure how to go on. When someone hurts not just me, but my whole family. When the reminders of the pain never end because the one who hurt me is family. When they ruined an opportunity I'd worked my whole life for. When they took the life of someone I loved. When they hurt me so deeply and wounded me so gravely, I'll never feel normal again. With a grief so deep from all these painful situations, it's completely maddening to think forgiveness should apply here. What would forgiveness ever even accomplish? Why go through the deep work to forgive if it really wouldn't make any kind of a difference? And even if you did decide to forgive, how do you forgive when the ones who hurt you can't or won't be willing to cooperate? I understand all these questions because I've asked them and wrestled through them myself. And while I will be the first in line to raise my hand and admit admit forgiveness is a hard step to take, it's also the only step that leads to anything good. Every other choice, including the choice not to do anything and remain where we are, just adds more hurt upon hurt. Here are a few truths I've been learning to hang on to in my heart when I'm struggling to step towards forgiveness. 1. Forgiveness is more satisfying than revenge, Romans twelve nineteen to 21 Revenge is you paying twice for a hurt that someone else did to you. You may think it will make you feel better in the short term, but in the long term it will always cost you more emotionally and spiritually than you'd ever want to pay. The only thing your revenge will do is add your wrongdoing on top of theirs. Forgiveness doesn't let the other person off the hook. It actually places them on God's hands. And then as you walk through the forgiveness process, it softens your heart. The peace from forgiveness is more satisfying than revenge. 2. Our God is not a do-nothing God. 1 Peter 5.7 I was recently participating in a Q&A session where someone in the audience asked, How can God just do nothing? The pain in her question was deep. Gracious, do I ever understand that, what that feels like? I remember feeling so disillusioned during my journey with art. When you are suffering so much that each next breath seems excruciating, it's easy to start assuming God is doing nothing. But we don't serve a do-nothing God. He is always working. God is always doing something. God is there in the midst of it all. With art, God wasn't just trying to change his behavior. He was rescuing his soul. There was never one moment when God was doing nothing. 3. The enemy is the real villain, Ephesians six eleven to 12 Yes, people do have a choice to sin against us or not. And certainly when we are hurt, the person hurting us may have willingly played into the enemy's plans. But it helps me to remember that this person isn't my real enemy. The devil is real and on an all-out assault against all things good. He hates the word together, and he especially works with great intentionality against anything that brings honor and glory to God. Oh, friend, the heartbreaks you carry are enormous, and your desire to undo some of what has been done is so very understandable. Honestly, on some levels, that's honorable. It's okay to carry both the desire to want things to change and an acceptance that on this side of eternity, they won't change. You can carry both. You can honor both. Adding truth into our perspective makes even the unchangeable forgivable. None of this is simple. These aren't truths to simply read through, but to sit with and sit in until we can dare to walk in it, live it out, and maybe even one day declare it as a truth we've decided to own. Lord, help us not just make peace with things that are unchangeable, but move forward in the beauty of forgiveness. We know you are not a do-nothing God, and we trust you with all the heartbreak we'll face on this side of eternity. In Jesus' name, amen.